it's right on track to what we're talking about today is, you know, finding those other revenue channels and taking advantage of the easy stuff. Welcome to the Post Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Post-Purchase Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Hart, hanging out with my co-host, Seth Stevens, and we have the one, the only, the legend in his own mind, Norm <laughs> Farrar, the bearded one. 30-year entrepreneur, e-commerce success story, just rinse and repeat over and over again. Norm, you've dealt with with huge brands. You've dealt with small brands. You've launched podcasts. You have uh, you have uh, seller tools. You have a community of sellers. You're the you're the biggest clubhouse guy I know uh, on this new <laughs> app that I'm trying to figure out. And just so stoked today, my friend. Ever since I first met you uh, in person, I've been dying to get you on the show. So I'm so glad. That you're finally here, Seth. Say hello, and then we'll turn it over to Norm. Yeah, exactly. So I want to echo everything Sean just said, Norm. Ever since we sat down there in Las Vegas together, I was really excited to uh, for this moment right here, so we can dig into your background. It doesn't really feel like you know somebody until you interview them on a podcast. Right. So I'm excited to uh, jump into your background. But for now, Norm, let me give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and tell your version of what just Sean just said there. Okay. Yeah. And again, it's going to be Reader's Digest, but uh, I, I started in the e-com business way back in the 90s, late 90s, uh, mid to late 90s. From that experience, a lot of uh, the larger companies uh, would come to me because you know I was one of the only guys up there. Uh, anyways, I got involved with manufacturing. We had two, my family uh, had two fam, uh, uh, factories in Taiwan that we operated we had a fulfillment center. We had specialty packaging uh, company back in the States. Uh, got rid of those or sold those. And then we still have a, a manufacturing company in China right now. Um, got a bunch of different companies. Uh, Honu Worldwide is one of the companies, very uh, successful product innovation company. My own brands. Uh, I, I, I live for vertical integration. And I'll just keep it like that because... I can go on for a half hour about things that we try to do, but vertical integration from A to Z. Vertical integration. I love it. So welcome to the podcast. I know folks out there are going to love today's interview. Seth and I joined forces back in 2014. Uh, he actually worked with me as an intern because I'm a lot longer in the tooth than he is, and you're a lot longer in the beard than both of us. So <laughs> Seth worked as an intern. He graduated college. He was seeking a mentor a couple of years later. He actually saved my life and invited me to come mentor him and got me back in the game, got me back relevant. So we joined in 2014 and started creating brands on Amazon. And it's been a fun adventure. We get to meet all kinds of cool people. But Norm, the reason we're here today is that Seth and I are huge proponents of building an audience and a customer list and using that as an asset in our business, in our clients' business to further their sales, reviews, rankings, and so on. And it just drives me absolutely insane. I know that you're into this because you're from the 90s, you know, back back when uh, we depended on back-end sales and up-sales and cross-sales. But so many people, Norm, in our industry, that is resellers on Amazon, are not paying any attention at all in developing a relationship, nurturing a relationship, and then leveraging that relationship for ongoing sales. It drives me insane. Do you share that? Hundred percent. I talk to a lot of, especially new uh, Amazon sellers. 
you can say this all day long, just like press releases or content, you know, what you're talking about are essentials and it's a revenue stream that people don't realize that they're leaving so much money on the table and I can't figure out why they're not getting involved with it. It's not hard to do. It's not hard to get people on a listing to go over to your page and drop an email. So you can build, I didn't tell you this, but I was working with a brand that had 280,000 emails. These are current emails, okay? Now this goes back about four years ago. They had not done one, not a single email to those 280,000. That's a sin, man, an absolute atrocity. Seth, what do you say to that? Well, Norm, I, I would um, like to say that that's rare, but we see that happen all the time. We we run across a very, very successful e-commerce entrepreneur that's building a brand on Amazon, and they know that they need to build an audience. And some of them have went through great links to actually build the audience, but then you know that's where it stops. And I think part of the reason that nobody actually does anything is there's no course. Um, you know, building a post-purchase ecosystem is not in the latest and greatest course out there. It's not normal for an Amazon seller to be thinking about it. And Amazon does a pretty good job of making you feel like, well, these are my customers. You stay away. Um, don't don't talk to the people that you're serving. And they kind of make that divide there. So what do you say to that, Norm? Yeah, it's constant learning. Uh, I was just at a, a mastermind in France, uh, actually with Sean. And I was watching his presentation and he was using techniques that like I should know. And it's so simple, but I forgot that I could apply s simple things that could get me. You know what your problem is, Norm? Just like that kid in the back of the room that's doing two million a month selling vitamins. You're making too much easy money. So you're not focused <laughs> on this. That's exactly no. what I told him too. <laughs> but no, it, it, it was true. I just looked at it and I went, oh my gosh. So as soon as I got back, I told the team, we got to take a look at this. Read the book. Ah, hallelujah. <laughs> and by the way, I found that very informative. I was able to get most of it. I've just got a couple pages left. But the way that that book is laid out, very easy to read. Actually, I like the book better than I like the Audible. Really? Thank yeah, you, yeah. Seth. See, I'm not a, a weirdo here. I love holding a book myself. I actually but, you have know, I'm an old guy. Sitting right here. <laughs> Seth will not read a book if it's not available in audio, you know, yeah, and, and, and I think he's really missing the boat. But look, Seth, paper, <laughs> paper trees. <laughs> so, so that's a good it's point. Norm. So I'd love to hear, you know, we we wrote that book and we kind of poured our heart and soul into it. But you read it with your own unique set of eyes and your unique experiences. What did you pull out of the out of those pages that? kind of uh, opened up and said, well, you know, there's something to, to think about here. Well, when you get into anything, whether it's going to be PPC or doing an Amazon listing, you got to know something about it. If you haven't taken a course on in Amazon, you know, or I mean, even the basics, if you haven't done that, you got to know it. And I always look at this book. Okay. It's not a hard read. It's very simple read. It lays out different steps, different techniques. And it just shows you to open your mind up. So when it, let's say you hire somebody, at least you can say, this is what I want to do. Or if they're talking to you about something, you got, uh, you don't understand. You don't have to be a pro or an expert. 
and everything, but you should know a little bit about it so you know what you're talking about. Like, I, I'm not an expert in everything I would do. Graphic artists, I would suck. Now, I used to build grandfather clocks. I don't know how to hammer a nail, but I hired the experts <laughs> to do it. So, but uh, no, ex-grandfather clock builder, now a grandfather. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't think so, but uh, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> anyway, um, just going back to the point is you always have to keep your mind open to learning all the time. And there's always new marketing techniques that come across the plate, even though this is old school marketing. So yeah, w when I was growing up, this is what, it, there's nothing different to this. Providing bonuses, the mafia offer that you talk about, you know, an yeah. offer that you can't refuse. Well, what's so hard about that? You know, <laughs> what's so hard about going out, looking at your niche and figuring out, wow, what can I put with that that people would really want? What bonuses would they like? You lay it out all right. in the book. So uh, very well done. Well, I'm glad to get your uh, vote there. Looking forward to that six-star review on Amazon. So, <laughs> And it should have your name attached to it. So I'm going to hold you to it. So what we talk about, you know, like you said, it's fundamental marketing. It's fundamental business practices. But the problem that we see is this new generation of e-commerce or entrepreneurs are jumping into Amazon space because, you know, let's just say it was easy back in 14 and 15, a little bit more technical now, but Amazon was throwing so much traffic and so many orders that it just became easy. Well, Seth and I, and you as well, come from the, where we created, we designed the product, we manufacture the product, we create the packaging, we import it, we warehouse it, we market it, we fulfill the orders, we take care of customer service. Amazon does all of that headache and they have us spoiled. All we have to do is put our product on their shelf. I was talking to Carlos Alvarez a few days ago on his podcast, and he said, I don't know about you guys, but between 46 and 48% of my revenue comes from my existing customers through email marketing. He goes, I won't hold you to it. But I said, well, you can hold me to it because I know that number's 41% for me. And just think about that. How much money, like you said, in your own words, Norm, sellers are leaving on the table. It's like we're waking up every single morning unemployed because we're not leveraging that asset of a relationship with the customer. At the end of the day, Amazon is your only customer if you're not harvesting the list, right? That's absolutely right. And at the end of the day, too, like two or three years ago, it would have been different with aggregators. You know, they're looking at Amazon and strictly Amazon. Now they're looking at omni-channel, different forms of revenue coming in. And if you've got this, your valuation just might add another zero. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. So, Norm, we like to um, give some actionable um, tips and strategies and content um, on our show a lot of the times. And I know you're deep into several different um, spaces in and around e-commerce, in and around Amazon. Our audience is predominantly people that are building brands on Amazon. So, Norm, what are you seeing out there right now that Amazon sellers are missing the opportunity? Where is the golden opportunity that people are just overlooking? Or maybe um, you've discovered something that people aren't paying attention to because they don't know about it. Here comes your sound bite, Danny. I, uh, I believe that uh, it's right on track to what we're talking about today is, you know, finding those other revenue channels and taking advantage of the easy stuff, putting a QR code, a dynamic QR code. So one that can change, not a static QR code, but one that can change for the season, one that can drive over to a landing page where you can change the bonuses or, you know, see what people are saying. But that insert 
that two cent insert is worth a ton of money if it's done properly. And all you have to do is check out the book, The Mafia Offer. Drive <laughs> our code over to the landing page, a landing page, get that email. And, and that's what it's all about. Once you get that email or their phone number, now you've got a group. And the other thing, um, well, now you've got a tribe. But the other thing is, I know for a fact that you can go out to a company if you're selling pets, check out Chewy or check out other outlets that will buy your products. And I'll tell you another one that's working really great for us right now. Going back, now people, you know, all the new, the younger guys are going to go, ah. but going back to the mom and pop stores, if you've got a, a private label product, if you're a micro brand, which we all are, if we're a micro brand, these mom and pop stores want something different. Reach out to them. They pay cash. They'll buy a case. And if you know if your product's any good, you'll start to have these repeat customers, the wholesale customers. Wow, that's that's a uh, that's mind blowing right there. If you think about old school like direct store delivery, mom and pop wholesale uh, for resellers, um, that's a great ad. Now. Um, don't know if you want to talk about it. If you don't, it's okay. But I heard you drop a bomb over in Paris about uh, using uh, your Google profile, business profile. If that's off oh. the table, that's fine. No, no, no. That, that, that's abs I love talking about this because uh, only 3 to 4% of bricks and mortar businesses use Google business profile. It used to be called Google My Business. Nowadays, uh, they've opened it up to brands. So I did have people reach out to me after our conference and say, no, no, they don't handle brands. It's right in the documentation. Well, Google makes it a little bit confusing. Google Business Profiles, which used to be called Google My Business, is also called Google Brand Account. And if you, it, basically it's the same thing. You can go and you can promote your brand. You can promote content. You can you can create a presence, and what I like, I've got my iPhone right here for anybody who's watching on video. This <laughs> iPhone, how much real estate, if you could have three swipes to get to the second, the second person, the second ranked person, if you have a relevant search for your keywords and you have three full swipes and it's only you, a person that is ranked on Google for Google, um, not Maps, uh, Google Brands, if you're number one, you cannot be number two. So you have three swipes. And then you've got that huge real estate on the right-hand side on a desktop. But what a lot of people don't realize is the power of this. So forget, I'll get to the content in a second, but if you can take your brand, post it on Google Brands, or or Google business profile, put the image up there, have it go back to your Amazon listing. What does Amazon say? They want external links. It's an automatic shoppable link. The second you post it and it goes into Google images, it's a shoppable link. Now you can drive that same image or a different image over to your Amazon store, or how about Walmart, or how about over to your own website? So all of these, images that you can put in are under your brand. Now, let's say you have different products or different brands. You can add them under your profile. So if you're very diverse and you have a wide selection, let's say you're in beauty and you have a wide selection of beauty products, possibly multiple brands, it's all under that same uh, listing. 
The other thing that I love is the ability to index. You have content, you have content on your site, you have social media posts. You can either by taking, you when you start the account, you have to have what's called an anchor link. It's just a URL. It's the link that you want um, the, the uh, uh, profile to go to. Now, these are different than the images. This is, okay, you might go back to your Amazon listing. So every single thing that you publish, so you've got a blog article, and it has that link over to your Amazon store, Google will index immediately. And all that's going to happen is every post, every piece of content, every everything is going to go back to your um, go back to your Amazon listing on top of those brands uh, that I was just talking to you about. But I think one of the more important things is that they create clickless links. So how would you like this? You create a, a, an article about natural soap. It's all about natural soap, okay? But Google says, wow, this is really good. It's well-written, high quality, knowledge and education base, got a call to action at the bottom, not a big deal, great. Now, all of a sudden, you're starting to rank for handmade soap, handmade natural soap, cold process soap, because they see that's relevant. You haven't even looked for that. And now you're coming up, number one, in the search results for something like that. I don't know about you, but that's free. And I know how much national SEO costs. Like I've been in the SEO game for a long time. And if you wanted to do one step further and target um, specific areas, like let's say you have your most sales in Miami or Los Angeles or New York, you can target it. You can use a press release actually, put it on there, target it and be number one all over the map for any search term pretty much you want. So it's, it's just a golden hidden gem that nobody's using. Wow. So Norm, what you're saying is that most businesses are ignoring their Google profile, right? And yeah. if you fill it out and you are posting images that are linking back to your Amazon store, not only do you take up Google search results, but you're generating external high quality traffic that's hitting your Amazon listings. And we all know how valuable that is. That ranks your products in Amazon for free, basically, Norm, that's an amazing hack. So what are you seeing results-wise from using this strategy? We're seeing a ton of extra traffic. We're seeing a ton of traffic that come to our website. So not only going to Amazon, but coming back to the website because they see that the name, the microbrand, now is becoming more of the authority. So in sales, it's really simple. Authority equals trust equals sales. If I can do that, and I'm... Here's the other beauty of this. Let's say I take up a keyword and I, I, I have possibly some influencers, possibly some content, maybe some guest blogs, by the way, and you can drive that over to your Amazon listing. And you've got social media posts. All of those show up on page one, not your competitors. And I, I do have an example of this. I, I, I was uh, presenting for Kevin King in Helium Elite. And the night before I did a press release, so that day, 24 hours later, I showed where 279, we were ranked 279 positions in Google. We were ranked 170 something uh, on page one, and we had 131 first place positions for keywords that night. Wow. And remarkable. now some of them keywords really sucked. Like 
five, you know, long, but some were really great. And when I went to the, when I went to Google and I typed in the keyword, we were positioned one at Chewy, two at Com, the uh, CA was number three, a couple of other um, press releases. All the images were us. The whole first page, 100% of the first page was our brand. Norm, you're blowing my mind here, man. You know, while we're out there working on looking for these technical hacks and these ninja tricks and these black hat tactics, all we really need to do is create authority. And I love your three swipes analogy. I mean, really, if you think about it, we're all creatures of habit, and especially if we're shopping online. We're not going to dig into the third paid search results on Google or Amazon. So everything that we can do from a marketing side to bring our brand and our products top of mind, to scratch that itch, if you will, when the consumers are looking for it, and to build a brand norm around that customer journey. If you have the authority, then you have the trust. Why, if you're into kitchen products and you have a successful product, are you over here looking at selling baby diapers? It's ludicrous. Build the brand around the obvious journey that the customer's on. So I'm going to have to escape out of here. I hate to do this. Seth is going to wrap this up, but I'm looking for an invite to lunch with Norm because we have so much more to talk about, Norm. Absolutely. So I love it. I love you guys. I'm sorry I have to bail out of here. This immigration line is making me nervous. So Seth, wrap this up. I know you'll do a great job. And Norm, I'll see you on your podcast, buddy. Absolutely. See you later. All right. See you. Thanks. So Norm, one of the strategies that we've used over the years is similar to your Google profile um, strategy because a lot of people aren't taking advantage of it. So you mentioned including an insert in your product. Well, what we do is we use the insert in our product to drive traffic to a video on YouTube and then Google gives credit to our YouTube video. So for instance, um, we would have like an instructional video. In fact, if you go to YouTube right now and you typed in bamboo instruction, uh, bamboo pillow instructions, you would still see our video that we made in like 2015. And the reason why it's ranked is because we were sending traffic from our pillow insert to that video. And then if you go to Google and type in bamboo pillow instruction, you'd find that YouTube video still ranked. So I love what you're talking about, just looking for obvious wins where people really aren't paying attention to. So Norm, do you see anything else out there um, that people are just blatantly missing? All the old school marketing, all the unsexy stuff. Yeah. You know, they, they're just missing that. The other part to this, this isn't so much of a hack, but the customer experience. So when you're looking at an Amazon search, you're going to see three tiers. You're going to see your bottom feeders, you know, the, 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 the discount sellers of the same product and Dead Sea Mud. Let's say, take that for example. I've done this. I've taken a look and it's 674 up to, let's say, around the $19 to $20 range. Packaging sucks, 8 ounce to 16 ounce. I, how do they make money? The second tier is it could be around the 20 range up to about the 40-ish to 50-ish range. And then you got your top tier. And that top tier is in the 70s to in the 90s. Well, the, the, the most expensive Dead Sea Mud on Amazon is a 3.5-ounce package packaged unbelievably. So my point is, pick the level where you want to be, make sure the customer experience is there. So if you have a package that comes to your house, would you buy it again? Like for my product, I have some beauty products. I leave a little window open so they can smell 
the product before they can open the package, nice. you know, so that kind of gets them going. It's so easy to do. Um, and if we have time, do you have a, a time for a one minute case study? Yeah, let's do it, Norm. Okay. So this is something that I, I talk about quite a bit. We had a customer come to us with a knife. It was the same boring knife as everybody else that was selling. It came out at $49. His cost was $16. So it was okay, like three times, you know, cost of goods. But uh, anyways, I looked at it and I said, let's change the packaging. It was in a clamshell, ugly package. I said, we, let's do it with uh, like a nice, rigid cardboard, magnetic flip. It just made it look nicer. That came out and we brought it up to 79. Then we brought it up to 89, 99. We ended up selling at 124 and then bringing it back between 99 and uh, 124, depending on the season. Then going back and saying, okay, let's take the same $16 knife. Let's get a piece of really nice wood, $3. Let's package it kind of like in an iPhone case. It didn't cost much at all. And let's take a hammered look instead of the 67 layered Damascus knife and sell the $16 knife for $224. $3 worth of packaging. The point is another huge tip. Perception is everything. Perception is everything, Norm. So that reminds me, um, I've been uh, reading a very well-known book, Influence, by Robert Cialdini. And one of the studies that they did in that book um, talked about your exact point. It is, if I charge more, the customer automatically assumes that they're getting higher value. And you're saying, well, not only can I charge more, but if I give them an, an experience that matches that price point, they're going to be overall more satisfied. And, you know, they got a di completely different experience versus buying out of that plastic clamshell and all you did was think a little differently, even though it was the exact same knife. We had the exact same experience, Norm, when we were selling hearing amplifiers. We tried to sell this cheap hearing amplifier that cost us $2.99 in China for $10 because we were giving our customers a great value, right? But nobody wants a hearing amplifier for $10. So we raised it to $30 and it sold a little faster. And then we raised it to 50 and it sold faster. We ended up settling at a price around $80 on a $3 product cost because people wanted to pay more so they got more value they felt better about it and you're right we changed the packaging we gave them a better experience but overall the perception was as i raised my price i i got an advantage in the marketplace because i was able to break out of the middle of the pricing pack so great great advice there norm so as we transition to the last part of our show we have a few fun questions and um, uh, a couple nitty-gritty questions to figure out what's going on in your world norm but the first one is um what is, you've got all this experience, you've done all these things, you've been around since the 90s in this game. What is your favorite business book, Norm? My favorite business book, well, I'll, I'll tell you, the one that changed my life, The E-Myth, and now it's called E-Myth Re Revisited. Yeah. And the only reason I can do what I do right now is because I've systemized and automated everything. If I can't, if I'm looking at a business or if I'm looking at a brand and I can't make it automated and scalable, I move on. And it's all because of Michael Gerber. That book is great. And it completely changes the way you view business, doesn't it? Yep. It, it views your, makes you view your business like a machine that needs to operate. And you're standing outside of the machine looking at it saying, okay, is this actually working versus people are stuck in the nitty gritty 
um, weeds of the business and they never, they never actually are an owner. So I love that recommendation. Here's a really fun one for you, Norm. So what have you splurged on, made a purchase that was a splurge for you, but you did not regret it? A splurge that I did not regret it. Uh, it, it like in my business, like in my. It, it's up to you, Norm. You decide if it's your personal life, just something that you purchased that was, you know, you felt you felt like it was a splurge, but later on you didn't have any of that buyer's remorse. It's just kind of fun to, to uh, hear some of that sometimes. Well, for me, especially over COVID, it was getting real equipment. So I'm a, I do my podcast in my podcast room, yeah. but I made, uh, I mean, I've spent hundreds, if not thousands on proper lighting, proper cameras, microphones, and uh, all that does is make it sound or make it look, you know, uh, make, make it look more professional. More listeners are going to tune in. Uh, I think that was probably one of the biggest things I've done. Um, as for um, business or brands, I have I came up with an idea uh, for some beauty products. I spent way more than I should have on packaging. I, I would never have thought it would have flown. And we're launching the brand, and we're already getting orders, and it's beautiful. Like I would never think that if you put a if you put an iPhone case around a bottle of Dead Sea mud. Okay, and it's not Dead Sea mud, but similar like lotion. Would somebody pay triple, quadruple for that? It doesn't like for somebody you can go into a department store and buy something for two dollars and ninety-nine cents, but I'm charging twelve bucks for it. Will people pay for it? And they are. That wow. is like just looking at brand and spending the big dollars on branding. And photography and you know, no buyer's remorse. Where I have buyer's remorse is when I go out to some cheap person on Fiverr to do some logo or to get images done that already suck. You know, they come back, you've got to make all the adjustments and you've got to go probably go to somebody else because there's there's times and places to spend good money in marketing or even in your home life. Like right over there is my man cave. I have like this huge TV, incredible sound system. That's what I, actually, that's what I splurged on last year and just love it. Like I'm down here, we have a TV upstairs, but you know, it's okay. But this one, my man cave. <laughs> so, so Norm, I can tell that you do not regret that at all. The way your face lights up, even when you yeah. think about sitting over there in your man cave, that's amazing. So that's, that's exactly what we're looking for. Norm, you have so many things going on. You're building so many brands. You have podcasts and communities and all these things. Um, where should people come and engage with you? I know um, you, you like to teach, you like to share. You're an open book as far as giving people value. So where can people come and find more about you? Well, if they're looking for content, there's two places. Uh, it's all free. Uh, Private Label Legion over at the on our YouTube channel. I, I partner with uh, Tim Jordan on that. And then uh, something that's uh, near and dear to my heart is a Lunch with Norm podcast. Uh, started that during COVID with my son, and it's kind of a father and uh, son thing. We, I think, we deliver really great content three times a week live. Amazing. So Norm, I, I know you do deliver amazing content. I've, I've uh, tuned in myself and also 
just think about what you've learned here from Norm today in the brief time we've had. So that's been amazing, Norm. Any final words of wisdom to share before we get out of here? Yeah, uh, spend money on the right things. And Amazon, you're going to wake up one day. You have to be resilient. And that's the thing that like you're going to get kicked in between the legs two, three, ten times. It gets easier to get up, but you have to be resilient and don't be afraid to move forward. Yeah, great, great words of advice. Um, Norm, we look forward to having you back on the show sometime. This has been a lot of fun. We can talk about um, all these business war stories for such a long time. But for now, we have to get out of here. Thanks so much for being a part of the Post-Purchase Podcast. Until next time, Norm. All right. Well, thanks for having me. 